0: We'll get going on. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're recording now. This uh, is podcast number two of the Sample Hour. We have a special guest here
2: today. I'm Drew Sample. I'm Wes Sample. And and I'm the Izzy Rock. Oh shit. Oh, all my right. My nipples are hard from that. <laughs>
1: my nipples are super hard. <laughs> and, I'm, and titillating right now. My and mine are moist. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyways, just real quick. Uh, we were just talking about how we met. And this is actually really exciting for me. And I was saying on the first podcast, like, if you don't have friends that you've met on the Internet, like, you're really missing out. Yeah. These days. Yeah. Oh, especially. Yeah. Because I was just saying, like, if if you think about how, like, how being friendly in
0: public today, like, people really, like, are like, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah. Uh, because we, we distrust each other. Like yeah. As a species, we distrust each other because of the news. Like We have a large population, but certain incidents get blasted out to us as, as negative, and then everybody starts talking to it like, did you hear what happened to the kid that got killed down in Orlando? Yeah. Well, a lot of danger. kids get killed around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen uh, pen and Teller Bullshit?
1: Yeah, I love it. I, lo-
0: I love Penn, man. Yeah, yeah. Penn
1: Jillette's the man. Did you see the uh, the one about Stranger Danger where the lady just lets her son walk around New York City? No, but tell me about it. All right, well, basically, he was like, like 10 years old, I think. Do you remember? Yeah, he was, he was about-, about
2: 10 years old or so. He's got a book bag and everything, and his mom's like, oh, no, it's a fine place. He rides the subway. He goes all over the place. Never really had any problems or anything,
1: and it—it it was just saying how the whole stranger danger thing does. It's more destructive, and they're not trying to make—he wasn't trying to make light of the fact that kids do get kidnapped, mm-hmm. but it's more destructive to us socially because we don't—we don't, we don't necessarily like it's harder for us to get to know people. And like Wes always jokes, like I've never met a stranger that I—I I didn't take time to meet, right? And uh, it's. I, I think I, it's because I have a high tolerance of listening
2: to people's bullshit, mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was... The, I think the big reason why the kid was able to walk everywhere is he was such an ugly kid. I mean, <laughs> nobody <laughs> was going to kid that.
0: That might do it. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. Uh, growing up... I, I grew up in East Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And uh, it was a poor neighborhood. Grew up on welfare. And I would walk home. And this this ten- this neighborhood's close to downtown Dayton. And so I would walk home from school, and there was numerous times where, in fact, one particular time, I was in second grade, and my mom always told me come right home from school. And one day I did, and I went to a convenience store. And we, me and my friend went around back, and a, a guy pulled up in a car. Yeah. And he said, hey, hey, guys. Um, d- um, come here for a minute. And we walked over. And I was nervous, but figured, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he said, uh, "I'll give you fifty dollars for a blowjob." Damn! Holy shit. How yeah. old were you? Second grade. Um, I think I was seven or eight at that time. That was terrifying, man. So, yeah. so I was like, "I don't know what that is." And he showed me showed me magazines, and it was the first time I had ever seen porn yeah. at that point.
2: And oh, that's an awful. And I was like, "No,
0: no, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm good." And me and my friend, we walked away. That's terrifying. But, I mean, like yeah. that dude could have pulled me into the car. So yeah, like, yeah. It, it could happen. Absolutely. It just depends it on the, the neighborhoods that you live in. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be careful. But to live your life in paranoia,
2: yeah, that's yeah. the worst thing. That's the worst. And it's it's one thing to to basically have street smarts mm-hmm. and, and to have some confidence, but it's you know know who creepy fuckers are. Mm-hmm. I mean, know who creepy fuckers are. Do, you, do uh, we?
0: And I don't know if it's because of my experiences i've had with like psychedelics but you you can read people yeah, you you yeah. can sense people over a period of time especially mm-hmm. if you talk to people and i didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up i moved from school to school we moved all the time so i never had any like hardcore friends yeah. in elementary school or anything like that and uh, so over a period of time you get to talk to a lot of people but you don't really build a bond with very you build it with very few people so mm-hmm. you
1: don't necessarily have that deep connection that like no. i
0: can share whatever's in my head and i know you're not going to judge me because right? you don't have that history and that. yeah right right yeah. and like um one of the things i love about the podcast is you get a sense of who a person is right. Absolutely, exactly and um one of my friends and I, i'll give him credit for this joe Rangating. yeah yeah he's, uh, he was he's over great here
1: the other day he was awesome
0: he, he's such a nice guy he came up with the term, and I'm going to credit him for it. Uh, I want to get this out there because I'm afraid somebody will take it. This is Joe Things. Joe Tuchito, High <laughs> on Trees Podcast Network. We were talking last night. We went to the Death Squad Show in Cincinnati, and uh, we we're sitting in the bar talking afterwards. And, and the whole thing is surreal. The, this whole this whole thing is like a dream. It's like yeah. not reality, but it is reality because. You're like I'm driving to these places and it's tiring. It's wearing on the body, but yeah. it it seems like like it's not real. And uh, Joe came. We, we were talking about why people enjoy podcast. Like what makes us enjoy podcast over say TV? T- we TV we like TV, but you're not going to look at even reality TV. You don't trust that it's oh, a real thing these days. No, no, and so we're we're a group of people seeking reality internet and that's essentially what podcasts have become yeah, they may not sense. be a, that's as, actually as entertaining as say a breaking bad or sons of anarchy but when you li- when you're when you're doing something like we all have to work we all have to drive yeah. mm-hmm. and w- our bodies are there but our minds are always thinking and so if we can hear a conversation from say a duncan Trussell yeah. or a joe rogan or an Izzy rock you have a sense of who people are over a period of time and you and especially if they're like-minded if you're like oh i think like that guy yeah like i like those ideas i like those thoughts and over a period of time you you begin to like some of your philosophies might change Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i voted for gary johnson because of the twitter community because being informed Mm -hmm. from a lot of the people yeah and not being not Paying attention to the nightly news, I got all my information from people sending tweets out, sending information out, and so you build this collective of people based around these podcasts, and it becomes this internet reality. Yeah. And when he said it, I, I was like, "That's it." Yeah. Sorry, I snubbed. <laughs> no, you're all right, man. No, it's it's fine. But that, like, he nailed it. I was like, "That's that's exactly what this is." I mean. We're, we're all seeking honesty. We're all seeking away from the bullshit. And we all know that when we work with people, you can't talk to somebody about... If you hear Rogan talking about something like DMT, you can't talk no. about that. It's like, well, what is that? Or simulation theory or, or anything or like that. Or simulation theory or anything controversial. Anything that, that you're like, I would like to have a discussion about mushrooms. Yeah. You know, because I'm doing research online and I'm seeing that over thousands of years, it has helped people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's evidence that says it helps people. Same with cannabis.
2: You see it helps people. Now, I smoke with a bunch of people So at my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only... If you don't smoke weed at my... Job, You're like one of like three people who don't (laughs) like everybody else does now. So, so that people are a little bit more open with, but a lot of people you're, you're exactly right. Uh, It's, but at the same time, I kind of feel like
1: it, like there's a lot of cool people, but there's still people that. Not only do they smoke weed or use mushrooms, but then they're also hitting prescription drugs
0: hard. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's like yeah. – it, it, to me, if you if you mix that stuff with mushrooms, you're not truly paying respect to what it can do for you. Absolutely. And, and for me, like my – both of my trips, like the first one I did was the day I was supposed to start my new job and I didn't. Yeah. And that was like my first serious and I was just like, what better time to do it? And uh, I was kind of – our buddy ended up getting here, but like I, I did, kind of go down some really dark paths. But it 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 was for the better. Like I was I was deep in my head. I uh, you know I, I thought about everything, and I and I and I and it was it just kind of removed me from from me, and it kind of like I felt like I was joining into something bigger, yeah, or just something like a like more of a collective. And it's like it, it removed me from my earthly body, and then I just started thinking about like everything. Then it kind of. Then I kind of got an epiphany that sometimes everybody's just a projection in your mm-hmm. in your mind. Like your reality is just a projection. Sure. Um, and then I start like then I'll start going down. It's like, well, what's the point if everything's a projection? And it's like, well, that's the point. Like just love love your life and love who you are and love everybody around you.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's how you can make a difference. Yeah, you you make those simple connections from people that you meet and you, and you try to be you try to be a, a, like a positive human being you try to pass it on like if I hold the door open for somebody mm-hmm. that might give that person the idea that if they, you know well, I'll hold the door open for somebody else so you, it's like you you throw out these little um, acts of kindness that mm-hmm. you don't really focus on but you like over a period of time to strive and try to do that for people without without being it about you but that you're trying to give somebody a better day Yeah. so you could smile at somebody or you could tell somebody thank you or you know really encourage people and I think that's I take I've tried to do that through Twitter by trying to connect with other like-minded humans and I've met I've met so many people now that have been really cool it's just wherever they are in in the meat space in, in, and in our life you know, it, it could be a different different spot, but the way we all think is very very similar, and not in a sheepish way, because we all we're all critical thinkers. Yeah, and that's that's where it's different. That's where you don't get the mentality of organized religion holding mm-hmm. you back, where you can't talk about pornography, you can't talk about things that you are on your mind, and it becomes this fakeness when you when you belong to organized religion, you feel like you have to a certain way in front of other people instead of these people that we've met through the internet where you already see, like if you listen to Rogan or you listen to Duncan or yeah. Ari or, uh, some of the podcasts that are out there today, Mark Marin or whatever, like you're hearing their thoughts. You're hearing a human being expressing who they are without
2: acting. Yeah. Because they're not trying to make any friends or anything. They're just having a discussion yep. amongst friends. Yep. And if somebody likes it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. If they disagree with it, they don't. Yeah. One of the things I also really like about podcasts, um, it gives you an opportunity to, to listen to someone complete their idea, their thought. A lot of times someone will say, well, here's my view on you know whatever the case may be, religion, mm-hmm. abortion, whatever political issue. Um, and if it's not yours, you immediately shut it down. But in podcasts, you can hear people actually have a, an open discussion, an open debate. Just express their thoughts. And a lot of times in, in most things, in, at least in my belief, it, it comes down to a value system that people have. And when I say values, I don't mean like, oh, that person a moral shit or anything like that. Sure. It's just, you know, I value my freedoms very much. Some people don't value them as much as I do. I, I want to have that option that no matter what, you know. That constitution protects me and gives me rights and be damned if I don't like the rights, you know, in terms of freedom of speech for like KKK members or something, but it's their right. And, you know, I'll support it the same way that I'll support other things. Um, so oftentimes when people don't see eye to eye on issues, it's just, well, you know, because I value, you know, X so much more than Y in right. terms of like I value freedom more than, than you do. You're okay to compromise to hold up a, a different value of, of life or whatever else. Absolutely. Now, hey, real quick, Wes, can you pull the mic a little bit closer to your mouth? I'm oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Just because like we've met a few times, but to kind of get so that your listeners can get to know you guys more and i can get to know you more like where did that come from where did the uh like where did your
2: your passion about freedom like where did that start well a lot of it's just going to come down you know um we were we were raised Catholic uh, yeah. <laughs> So kind of with the, the whole Organized religion thing um, I, I never felt anything Religious uh-huh. in me ever You know there's a lot of people who are very religious So I consider myself agnostic um, I, I don't Feel That thing that faith sure. Inside uh, I, it, I, And you know people that do I'm happy for them Especially if they can draw from it good for them I just don't feel that way uh, so a lot of it just come in terms of. Pardon, me, I feel like I'm going to cough every time.
1: Yeah, right, <laughs> right, man. Yeah,
2: no, uh, I'll just just uh, you know, being able to do what you want, you know, don't don't impede on other people's views, don't impede on their desires and their wishes, what they want out of life. Not everybody wants the same thing, and that's great. That's what's great about the world. You can encounter all kinds of different people from all kinds of backgrounds with all kinds of different. You know, they were raised and they had different experiences than you did. And they can shed light on things that you never would have seen without these people. Um, So, you know, without them being able to... A lot of people being able to do what they want, you know, it's just not going to happen.
1: For myself personally, I think being Catholic (laughs) would have something to do with it. But, I mean, even though we grew up together, we definitely have... Like, we've kind of come to the same conclusion, but we didn't always think at the same time at the right. same things. Right. Because um, we, I kind of discovered it just living in Toledo in college. In high school, I started getting really into religion, mainly because we, we prayed before football games. Uh-huh. And were you, were you a football player? Well, I was on the team. Okay. <laughs> <I> not <didn't>
2: necessarily <laughs> A play. player meant he played.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, uh, we I, we we went to Davidson. Um, so they had a really good football program. Uh-huh. But it, it kind of went. I went from that, and I was in youth groups and everything. But I, I liked the idea of God, uh-huh. but I didn't necessarily like the dogmas that came with organized religion. And from there, I've I've always kind of had different views. But I didn't really start to. It definitely comes with spirituality with freedom, though. I mean, it's the same thing. So realizing that, I thought Catholicism was full of shit. Yeah, um, and then. I did network marketing for a while and I didn't make any money. And I was one of those annoying dudes that would call you on the phone and say, Hey, you know, do you keep your business options open? And I'd go through the spiel and I did it hardcore for a couple of years. Very hardcore. Yeah. And, and, but what it did teach me was it it taught me to start reading books. I never read books. I was totally lost in school. Um, I was medicated on Ritalin and, and Adderall just so I, I wouldn't, talk during class out of boredom or mm-hmm. just but for me to learn i have to have a conversation like sure. that's what i really realized mm-hmm. is reading or having a conversation but i didn't really i didn't really like reading at the time so i started reading books and then from that and just wanting to not have a boss like i i felt lied to with the whole you know go to college right after high school and then when debt started really going up and then it's like well, well fuck i have a mortgage payment for a piece of paper that doesn't even guarantee that I have a fucking job. Like it was just like it just it was mainly out of anger. And it was like, you know, don't don't fucking tell me what I can and can't do. Like don't don't force me into like a social a social box. Like mm-hmm. that's that that was the biggest thing. Um and also being a judgmental liberal for a long time really yeah. we were very far left and then we're like you know, we're like, man, it'd be so much better if we were open minded, not realizing how closed minded we were to other people's beliefs. Sure.
2: It, it's it's funny that you say it like that it's one of those things um and uh, atheists a lot of time uh not all atheists, but a lot of atheists will Get into arguments with with uh, Christians or or religious people, and try to call them out and you know and and go through the whole spiel with them on in terms of why they're wrong and why they're wrong. It's pretty entertaining and to watch them. It, it is, <laughs> um, but but yeah. it's it's very closed minded and it's the exact same, same thing. thing that they accuse Christians of doing to them. They just don't realize it. Absolutely, it's the same thing though. You're just shitting on someone else's beliefs.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. But in 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 fairness, and like just to give you guys a little background, I for a couple years I had a situation go on with my wife where um, she like the day that my boy was born, my son was born, and he's 13 now. Okay, and um, I woke up next to her bleeding, all side of her face, bloods all over. And she's eight months pregnant. Oh shit! Bloods well, all over the pillow. She's having a seizure, and uh, she's had a bunch of swelling uh, during that time. And I rush her to the hospital. Um, I go like ninety miles per hour, and I should have called the ambulance, but I didn't. And go to our uh, hospital, which is thirty miles away from where we live. And I get there, and the whole car ride, she's out of it. She's dazed. She doesn't remember it to this day. And we get to the hospital. Her water breaks when we get there, and they start getting her ready. For uh, delivery, and she's been, she's kind of fine. She's dazed at that point, but then as they're giving her an IV, she starts having another seizure. Holy shit. In front of me, and she's pregnant with my son. And I grew up uh, not in a religious family, but a family that definitely believed in God, and they were Pentecostal. Okay. Hardcore Pentecostal. And so after she was rushed back, I didn't have a cell phone, and I couldn't call anybody. Nobody was, nobody was around, so I didn't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. So, And I had always questioned whether there was God. I grew up in the 80s. I was big into metal. And at that time, the r- religious right attacked the yeah. music that I loved. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got real bitter towards uh, organized religion. And, mm-hmm. and in a sense, God, um, I would see different parts of the world that you, you see suffering. And it's like I would read the Bible and you'd see the sun he could stop the son for a day for a battle, but he can't stop this child from being murdered. Mm-hmm. And so when my when I got, I started praying to God. Mm-hmm. And I, I uh, son ended up fine. I, I told God, if you allow my wife and son to come out okay with this, uh, I'll follow you. And everything turned out good. And so I started taking it seriously. I I was like, man, okay, this is the father thing to do. I got to be a father and a husband got to go to church, got to, you know, get my life right or whatever that means. I
2: have to, I have to
0: fill that role
2: that they say. Yes. That society says, okay, here, here you go. Here you go. Little puppet. If you follow these three easy steps, you will be the world's greatest father, dad, and lover. (laughs) But within the church that I joined was real
0: caring people that actually cared about community. And it wasn't all about Jesus. In fact, mm-hmm. the thing I got pissed off at because I was challenged at work, you know, I thought you were a Christian. Like you, somebody challenged another Christian challenge. Yeah. And the thing about pissing contest, me, Yep. Contest, <laughs> the thing that, uh, the thing about me <laughs> is that I, when I, when I believe in something, I believe in it a hundred percent and I go after a hundred percent. And so I um I took my faith seriously, and became a youth leader. I became, I worked with, uh, at-risk youth in a a ministry called Three Nails Ministry. I baptized people. Like I took it seriously. I went and passed out pamphlets. I threw away albums. I threw away bongs. I threw away a lot of stuff that really meant a lot to me at that time. But it was. Like, you believed that there was the world and then there was the children of God. Mm-hmm. Like you believed that like you were a soldier for God in a sense that you, you want to spread his message. And I became a very annoying
2: Christian. Those were all sacrifices, though, that you were very happy. Like, they must have sucked. But you're oh, like, I came no, do doing yeah. it. But,
1: but What's it's interesting, like, I did really similar things when I got into network marketing.
0: Did you really? Oh, yeah. Like, I was totally 100% cult member. Yeah, I. I so, but. During during the time during the church, like I, I became questioning and I realized that a lot of Christians don't read their Bible. No, not at a lot all of yet. Christians don't realize like they, they have a mixtures of uh, theological beliefs like they could believe in karma, but mm-hmm. they're a Christian and they can mm-hmm. believe. Or how many Christians do you know that look at astrology all the time, all the time? All the all time, time. You're right. Yeah. And so or they see the chi- uh, uh fortune cookie and they go oh look at my fortune (laughs) and so here in the west we have a melting pot of religions that christians don't realize that they're playing a part in and that a lot of even their own beliefs a lot of their beliefs go back to pagan times Mm -hmm. that they're borrowed from pagan times christmas Mm -hmm. um like there's there's a lot of the winter. Any, well, anyway,
1: anyway, anyway. No, the winter and solstice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you see all the Son harvest. God, mm-hmm. Stuff like
0: that. So during the time at, at the church, I, I questioned a lot of stuff. And I saw a documentary and found out the Bible wasn't wasn't word for word. And no. it, it, what, what documentary? Uh, it was something on the Discovery Channel. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was, but it was telling about how no the story of Moses leaving, um, like, it didn't go exactly how the Bible said. And then the more discovery I made for myself, like I started reading atheist books from Sam Harris, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, from, um, oh, I forget. He, he just passed away. Oh, uh, Christopher Hitchens? He, Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. And a lot of it made sense. A lot of what they were saying made sense. And I became an angry atheist <laughs> yeah. for a period yeah. of time because I felt lied to. And I yes. felt, I felt like the system had, like there was this information out there that, once again, that it's not being given to the masses. The masses are being fed this sugary coated, fructose uh, filled junk, like yeah. like honey boo boo and yeah. you know stuff like that. And we're focused on very negative stuff in the media. And so, so I and I had started listening to podcasts around that time, and I listened to I started I when I heard Rogan's was when things started shifting. And I started, and I became a, a leftist. Like, I got pissed off that the, the right wing was in the church. And, like, we, I went to this, uh, I would go help feed kids during the time. Like, I, I fasted. I raised money. Like, I did a lot of stuff within the church where I felt like I had done good. And, and one one when I left the church, the church that I left, uh, it's in Tip City, Ohio. And uh, they would go do these ministries where... You just go hang out with the, these kids in the inner city, and you feed them, you talk to them, but never once you mention about Jesus, and so I began to respect the a le- kind of a left leaning way of of Christianity, the non proselytizing yes. version, mm-hmm. and yeah. so so like in the sense that we as as human beings help each other and be nice to one uh, one another and so my experience from christianity the blessing i took from it and now now i don't know what i I don't know what is that like i'm not gonna say what happens after the afterlife because i've had psychedelic experiences that tell me there's something else out there i don't care if you say that it's just drugs there's evidence that says it's not so We'll see as time goes on, as, as science tells us what, what, like what makes us human, and what are the tools that we can use to make us better humans. No, oh, yeah, and so connecting with this community, man, like a lot of us because we're not in churches, don't have community. Yeah, we don't have people that we can confide in and talk to. And one of the things that the Christian church does, they do great, is they are focused on community community. Mm -hmm. and family. The Church of Later Day Saints especially. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so powerful about them. But the frustrating thing is look at the the mythology of how your religion started and and how do you buy into it. And And look at their influence on Boy Scouts of
1: America. Now, a lot of people don't know that's why they don't let gays in because of how much money... Because Mormons have a lot of money, they do. They, they do.
0: Well, they're, yeah. they're very. They're. I mean, they're fiscally conservative. Yeah. They they believe in family. They. I mean, they, stock they believe up. in high education. High education. And
1: actually, if you're poor and you're a member of the church, they even set up a kitchen for you through the church that you can like a food pantry that you can go. Like they do, like really good things. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't. Right. I don't want. I don't want to say that they're bad people, but I just think they're
2: misguided in their. Well, and some of their beliefs. And it's one of the things that we've talked about in the past. Some of our favorite people, like strangers, are Mormons. Oh, yeah. They're because so nice. they're always so nice and so polite. Yeah. And, you know, working retail and everything, just having some one person be polite to you in a day, if someone's very nice... Thank you, please. And
0: they, and they actually uh, do.
2: welcome. All of that. That that'll, yeah. that one person will stick out in my day more than anything else that went on in that day because people just don't do that. Right. Yeah. It's there's the lack of personal touch in uh, society. Back, is, to what, back to what you were saying with organized religions earlier as well. Um, the biggest problem I've always had with organized religion is it becomes a big power-hungry... Pissing contest. Uh, yeah. Everything, though, everything, all corporations, all things eventually turn into getting more and more and more and more powerful. And it's kind of that military-industrial complex is. is really what yeah. it is. And you just keep going, and you don't even realize it because it's what you've always done. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and back to what you 're saying also as well, um, uh, one of the big things that I, I studied and I was way into I, I was huge into classical civilizations Romans, Greeks, uh, all of it Egyptians, all of that that mythology. Uh, I just really loved all of it and um, I had I was I was really, really lucky that I had a, an incredible, incredible professor at Bowling Green State University, Professor Funstein. If anyone ever listens and is looking for that, he he was a brilliant, brilliant guy, and he made learning fun. The best but, part name is his name is Funstein. Funstein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, uh, yeah. You and he should, kind uh, of – he looked should. like a Funstein. We need to reach out to him and try to get him on the podcast. Uh, the guy is, is incredibly brilliant. Um, but he, he – was really able to uh, help out, help me explore a lot of the, my interests. Mm-hmm. And then I found all these things. There's a thing called the Raglan scale. Uh, the Raglan scale uh, was invented by uh, Raglan, of course, um, as a way to determine. Which mythology, how much of it most likely is going to be fake? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of things that reoccur throughout all myths, throughout Perseus, Theseus, uh, every major religious figure that they had. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes with the Egyptians. You're the son of a god. Uh, You come back from the dead. You die on a hill. Um, You perform miracles. Um, you know, it's a tragic end And yeah. it's usually a tragic end where you're turned on By your own people uh, Things like that uh, Most of these things, Oedipus Terrible life. He's blind. He gouges out. He blinds himself because he accidentally sleeps with his mother, who he had no idea was his mother. When he's trying to help out people, and he becomes king, so he has to suffer through it, and he's damned for it. Basically, Uh, he's penniless, abandoned. But the Raglan scale, um, Jesus, the 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 story of Jesus uh, was number two in terms of how many. Similarities in terms of other things that it may have been blown out of proportion, or um, so it could have been assimilated. So, like when Christianity started to spread, they go into to new areas and they would say, "Oh, so that's your God? Oh, well, it, you're not wrong. You know, it's not that he's, he's, he does. He was a saint." He was like a lesser deity of the big deity. So you weren't wrong, and they incorporated them into their religion. Uh, so, And it was what the Romans did previously. You that's, incorporate people uh, in, and that's why you keep expanding. That's the, uh, the business of the Catholic Church. It is the yeah, business. That's guy. why
1: the winter solstice is Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's why spring solstice, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really kind of opened my eyes to like really divorce myself totally from Christianity with zeitgeist. Was um, it really? Yeah, that first segment and I was like, Holy cow, and I showed it to some people and they got so mad at me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like you if you yeah. post that on if you have a Facebook page and you post that on your Facebook page, yeah. people will, people will uh yeah, people they'll attack People will yeah. attack you. Like yes. Christians and I I can I can attest for this. They do not like to have their beliefs challenged. That's and if no, you very challenge true. them with facts oh. they re- like they really get a science Yeah, or science. Texas recently. Did you see the story? Texas, and I don't know when it was, but Texas is trying to ban critical thinking in schools. uh, The Texas Republicans. Critical thinking in schools?
1: What's funny is, is Texas is like the stay the fuck out of my business state. And then they have these crazy just thought... Prisoning bills. Yeah. We're like going to teach intelligent
2: design.
1: That was, I mean, that was my biggest dislike of Ron Paul. Even though I never thought it would affect his politics, but that he did have some crazy ass beliefs, like he was a he's a creationist and all that sure. stuff. But and and that was the biggest argument from the left. Like he doesn't even believe in evolution. I'm like, but he's not campaigning to get rid of evolution. He's talking about real problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, and I just feel like I mean that's that's part of the the whole smokescreen is. Is you know let's let's just dis- let's create distractions
0: for people so they don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And th- this election, we saw that the Libertarian Party got the most votes that they've ever gotten, one mm-hmm. percent. And what well, I mean, you know yeah. to, to try and break through. Did That's you ever good, see any Gary Johnson TV ads? No, no. He, did you ever uh, no. see? you saw countless ones from Obama and Romney? So yeah, like it takes trying to get through that noise, tr- trying to get through that. Like, like that wind tunnel, it's like he's we're trying to scream through this wind tunnel that nobody can hear. And so the, the people who want to seek information and want to see real change, they have to get themselves informed. Like you have to... They, it pisses me off that we have a society that has computers, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to use Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Google machine sets
1: your mind. I mean, it's it's just an education machine. I feel like I, my level of intelligence has raised so much ever since I got a smartphone. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like I read so much on my phone. Like I actually, I really don't even like reading paper books even more. Anymore, like no, I read. It. You can no. ask. I know I it know. sounds bad, but West, West will attest. I read everything on my phone. Drew reads everything. Comic up. books. I'll yeah. share my app with you because I know you like comics. Yeah. But everything that I've paid for, you all you have to do is log in and you can read it all. What really? Yeah, Comicsology. Oh, I'll goodness, give you my dude. login. So I got. Uh, I got. Uh, I'll tell you all about that. Oh, well, okay. we can talk about it. Walking yeah. Dead. Walking Dead. I'm um, from like '97 to present. Um, I've read all the walking dead comics. They're
0: like the best comics. I love them, dude. Have you read them all? Yeah. I would go to the Uh, library and, uh, the smart thing to do guys, if you have, and and this is your public funds, you like we as taxpayers pay for the library. Correct. So use it. And the way I would use it is I would go on their computer and I would reserve, I would search walking dead one, walking dead two. And I would have these graphic novels that I wanted to read reserved for me. And so, You know, because I don't, I can't, you know, I can't afford to go out and buy a bunch of graphic novels. Sure, correct. Like, I I wish I could support them. Oh, yeah. But you only have a limited amount of funds. It's like podcasts, you know. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to support all the podcasts I listen to. And, but, you know, you, you can't do it. You have to. Anyway, anyway, yeah. No, that makes but sense. But I, I, lo- yeah. I love The Walking Dead. I love it's Civil War. I love comics. I civil love that, war, that whole yeah. mythology, and that's why. Yeah. That's why I respect people who have religious beliefs because mm-hmm. that it's just mythology that's become organized religion. Yeah, and um, like it gives people a sense, a sense, gives them a sense of purpose and, and right. purpose. Like there is a lot of people that I'd be afraid if they didn't have that focus it does oh. it does make people good people it, it sure and i yeah
1: you well, know either. i'm not i'm not gonna like deny that i mean i think i think the biggest thing is like i think we you experience it just as much as me you look around the room and you're sitting in church and you're like okay everybody i've stopped growing mm-hmm. and then once you realize that it's time to go yeah,
2: and it's yeah. and then they're all going to like try to keep you in there because you're pr- disrupting the community. But well, even though uh, the Bible's got a bunch of silly shit in there in terms of some of it, because it was it was written by different people at different times with different political agendas. Sure. They were focusing at different things. Yeah. nobody who ever wrote any part of the Bible ever actually met Jesus. No. That's the other thing. Well, uh,
0: well, and some of the stuff in there, like like you wouldn't believe that somebody was talk to a burning bush. Nowadays. No, you, like yeah. a lot of the Jonah and the whale. Yeah. Oh, come on, you I mean, wouldn't, you wouldn't buy that from a human being no. nowadays. We why why to do them. you want? I've got to get a female
2: and male mosquito. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
0: two animals of all species going to this one spot on the on the face of the planet. Like, you, how much you must that boat that? have stunk that, too? That, <laughs> yeah, that. that I, mean, I understand that at that time they were people who. They didn't have the weather channel. They didn't have news to tell me what's going on on the other side of the world. There was nothing to tell me a hurricane was coming. Somewhere. Nobody knew how to read. So those people saw, like, that's how they viewed the world. That's how they made sense of what was going on. And we, in, the, in us today in the 21st century, when you look at, like, the story of Noah's Ark, and you look at the story of Moses and things like that, and you're like, ah, you know, I, I love that you have faith in something, but... Like, this is mythology. This is, It is. Over exactly. a period of well, time, as, as we get more intelligent and more informative, you're going to look at that. And, and it'll, they'll
2: become Zeus. They'll become... Yeah. And that's the part that I've always found funny. Because anytime I ever talk Greek mythology or Egyptian mythology, people are like, geez, ah, oh, that's what they actually thought? That's yeah. so silly. Yeah. And they, they laugh at it. And I say, well, how is that any different than what you feel now in a lot of these things? Oh, well... You know, this actually happened, though. That's the it's word like, God, well, no, It could never no. be tainted. You know, right. a, a lot of those people at the time thought the same thing that you do right now. And guess what? They were talking about the people who they had conquered previously. Ah, look at those fools. They believed that, you know, the plants had a spirit or, you know, something like that.
1: I think they but, do have a spirit,
2: though. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying, though, that's what, what these different people yeah. uh, feel. It, that That's just the biggest problem with it. <laughs> If we had some sort of um, collapse of our electrical grid,
0: where we lost power, and for whatever reason we couldn't get back on computers, mm-hmm. we couldn't over a period of time, Marvel characters would become mythologized yes. as gods because there are some people who worship yeah certain That's certain certain things well, even even within like. Some, Some would say, like you, people build cults. Like religions pop up. I mean, it it happens today. The Mormon Church itself.
1: It's only a lot of network marketing, man. (laughs) Like, and I'm not, and I don't want to seem
0: like I'm really taking a shit on it because I do respect. No, I respect. I I I respect the people there. I a couple years ago, my I have friends that do the mediocre show, and they have a huge listener base in Salt Lake City, and uh, they they were able to. Have them come out and, and play in this theater, do a live podcast in this theater, and the people there are some of the nicest people you'll ever most yeah. come across. And it's it's weird. There's a weirdness yes. about it. Yes, like when you're walking around around that temple, there's an energy within uh, around that temple that you can't explain. But there's like. I don't know. Something. Do you think that's because people put value on it and yeah. and that's, oh, yeah. that's where the energy comes from is uh
1: is nec- it's not necessarily from what they believe in but it's because they
2: do believe in it. I think that's it. You saw the rice experiment, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Where uh, you can look on YouTube as well. Um uh Morimoto or no, not, I don't remember the guy. Uh Morimoto's the water video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um so he he cooks up some rice, same rice, same mm-hmm. thing, uh, puts a lid on both. And people did countless tests of this as well. Uh, one of them has, like, you know, a, a good phrase, like, I appreciate you or thank you. And the other one says, you're awful... You were bad. The and
1: water rice? The ice. rice.
2: The rice had been boiled. So we did it with rice, too,
1: because they tried to debunk his water
2: one. Well, they did it with rice, and you can look on YouTube yeah. and, and see the videos. And so each one had that. And every single day, he uh, you, you take out the one thing of rice and say, thank you very much, I appreciate you, mm-hmm. and put it back in. And he'd do it as sincerely as possible, and he'd take out the other one, And he would just call it a bad name or uh, you're worthless. You have no value. Just something really negative and terrible. Uh, Over the course of like 30 days, the rice that had been getting the positive energy kind of fermented a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It had almost like a a sweet smell. It was starting to go a little bad, but it, it kind of like was a fermented one. The one that was negative was black. It was moldy. It was in terrible, terrible shape. And if you look on YouTube, you'll see a lot of people did that experiment too, because it's an easy ex- experiment to do. Sure. Uh, and they were a lot of people had the same result, at least on YouTube. And, and what's awesome. call it called again? Uh, you can—I don't remember exactly. It's the—it's it's the, it's a rice experiment. If you say uh, "rice positive energy" in YouTube, you'll find it. We'll—we'll we'll look it up. Yeah, it's the awesome. same guy was yeah, on. Yeah,
1: the, it blew my mind. The same guy was on. What the bleep do we Do. It's an Asian guy, yeah, and he did it with water and ice, and everybody like. All the atheists like
2: went after it and said it's full of shit. So I didn't know that you do it with rice. That's really cool. There is with rice, yeah. Uh, and you know, a lot of you can just take a look, uh, yeah. Because uh, I thought that was some, some craziness. But and, I, th- I think that's why
1: having good self-talk and, and like mon- moderating, monitoring your brain is or your thought process or just right. what your thoughts, what kind of thoughts, and actually writing down if you. I've never done it but I've started to do it. and I've never stuck it but like any time I had like a, a bad thought like wear a rubber
2: band oh, snap it. Yeah, that's yeah. something Tony Robbins is big into. Sure. But I think so like I mean like thought association it works better in males than it does in females actually. They have females more have a pain tolerance. Hmm. I thought it probably has more to do with their
1: emotions too just or their chemical chemical levels. Pain
2: tolerance to give birth and everything. Women have a higher pain tolerance than men. Then respond better to uh, the negative thought reinforcement. Mm, that's yeah. Pretty interesting. Um, yeah,
0: but but I do believe I do believe that there's an energy that we as humans put off on on areas, and you can't put words on what it is. But you, as a human, I sense something when when I when I go someplace. The re- recently, allegedly, I might have hung out with. Uh, a certain producer for a certain podcast allegedly allegedly, allegedly at a at a certain place of debauchery Gen- gentlemen's um, club a gentleman's club allegedly 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 um yeah and there's an energy within that building of desperation and loneliness yeah that is like it's deep like it's powerful for, for me i i had never been to a strip club because i met my wife when i was 18 and she was 17 and by the time i could go to those i had no interest yeah and so and when i was a christian i wasn't gonna go because i took my faith seriously i do i didn't masturbate for three fucking years that's pretty
2: hardcore yes like i took it i took it to i took it I, I was hardcore. I think if I couldn't masturbate for three years, like man, i so, my wife would. If I had a wife, she'd be tired of me and be like, "Every yeah, it, <laughs> she you, comes out in sweatpants, mm, baby." <laughs> you, you definitely have to. Uh, yeah,
0: you definitely have to. Let her know. <laughs> hey, I'm not doing this, so you have to come on. You have to help me out here. But anyway, so so, so this this um, gentleman's club, which. There were Definitely no gentlemen. No gentlemen in there. Um, like it was, it was gross, dude. Like it was, it was a, a ghetto kind of strip club. Those are the best, and as opposed to the
2: really, really fancy ones. I don't like going to a
1: strip club unless I see men like pellet women with dollar bills. Sure. <laughs> like they have to crumple them up and like throw them at them. I've been to strip clubs like that. That's an interesting Like place. good strip clubs? No, it wasn't a good Shady place. shit. Yeah, it was it was Like Toledo. demeaning the women. Yeah, they were just like, they'd crumple up the dollar bills and they would peg them with it. Like they wow. would they would throw them at them, like pelt them with dollar bills.
0: Anyways, sorry for interrupting. Well, I I got into a discussion with, um I got into... You allegedly. Like, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> I, I you know, I took it as a human experiment for me to be in there. You know, I sat at a totally. bar and a girl came up, and I was messing up with my iPhone, and uh, she was like, "Do you want any company?" And I, you know, I didn't. I didn't want any company. I said, "No, I'm I'm waiting on friends." And uh, you know, I started talking to this. Uh, hold on. No you want to pause? Yeah, it? let me hit pause. Hey, the the address. It's a Damari the Nola. They're driving in from Buffalo.
1: Oh no way! Yeah, he's more than welcome to come by. Holy shit! Yeah. Talk about the Bills, and Jim Kelly. You're <laughs> gonna talk about your man, the pride of the pride of Buffalo. Well, yeah, go ahead. What'd you we think can... of? Uh, oh, real quick, Martin getting all those two hundred and something yards last week for the for the Buccaneers.
0: Oh, I like it. Football yeah. Talk. All right. Here, uh, <laughs> here's here's the deal. I love I love football. Yes. Yeah. And. For, for me, the Buccaneers, I have a Buccaneers tattoo. Like, I, I really, a really sticker was hardcore. Car. Really <laughs> yeah. was hardcore. I,
2: I wanted a Packers tattoo for a long, long time, but I just can't. This guy started liking the Packers because of the kicker. Did you really? When I was a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Chris Jackie. This is back in the Don Mikowski days. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Chris Jackie, the kicker. Why? Because he was clutch, and he, I think he had a mullet. And, and, he, it was, and he beat uh,
1: the Vikings yeah nice and that's our dad's team our
2: dad and like that whole side of the family they just love the vikings because so of the... course i'm yeah. a little shit oh who do they who's their rival okay that's my team then uh just <laughs> shitty <laughs> all right so so your dad was a vikings fan
1: yeah he uh he liked them because he he grew up watching them lose losing Super oh uh, yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
0: yeah i uh well, I love Doug Martin. I think he's uh, he's something that the Buccaneers is, has, have needed for a long time. He's a great weapon, and they've built that offense up over the past couple years. Where now they're they're one of the best offenses in the league for the past month. Yeah, unfortunately, the, de- the defensive backs suck. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I love it, dude. Rondé Barber, he's old. They need to replace him. They they moved him to safety. Yeah. This year they, they're trying to um, help him help Mark Barron. And Barron, uh, who's a free safety, either a free safety or a strong safety. He's Clint a beast. A dude. Safety, I he believe. is a beast. I've, he, I, I got DirecTV just so I could watch the Bucks this year because yeah. they dropped it down to 200. Yeah. And I uh, so, had zero expectations, which is been great because it's like <laughs> i'm not
2: looking forward to the like,
1: that's what i felt with the colts
0: i love it dude yeah, yeah. it makes me enjoy watching football again because it's like well if they win they
2: win when they yeah. lose
0: and when anytime they upset somebody it's like the greatest
1: feeling in the world yeah. too oh, yeah. i tell you what i watched the colts beat the packers with wes and my dad here mm. wes was so angry the rest of the day right. <laughs> we shouldn't have i can't believe fucking just saturday He's, he's terrible. <laughs> he was just saying that because he used to be a cult. But he actually did fuck up some plays.
2: He, he was terrible in he, a few of those plays.
1: As a... So who's the Colts
0: fan? Are you, Me. You're the Colts
2: fan?
1: Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it on your podcast. I like Tony Dungy, and okay. I thought yeah, they yeah. did him dirty. And that's I, right. And I, and I made a point to talk shit about John Gruden,
2: too. Like, that's,
1: <laughs> that's what we do. We hate John Gruden. We, like, try to put that like message he out there. that
2: we in there. Well, I, we... You know, here's what I, I like about John Gruden. Uh, for ESPN, he is the awesome. only guy who... Awesome. He loves every player that's out there. He kind of he almost fills football. that Madden yeah. role to an extent, because Madden just loved on guys. You know he's famous for, of course, Brett Favre's nuts. But uh, John Gruden just loves people. Uh, oh, this kid's great! Yeah. This kid has so much good energy. This kid is going to be a star. No, he's not. He's uh, he's like the second string guard. But <laughs> who are you trying to kid, Gruden? <laughs> he makes everybody. Everybody's
1: parents happy that he talks. Yeah, about Yeah, but him. you
2: know what? That's good though, because you know good. what? The kid's not great or anything. It's a lot better than him coming on just shitting all over like somebody. What most I don't want to. Does yeah? ESPN is oh, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, so terrible. I, I, that's the one thing. Uh, and those other guys that they usually had on Monday night were so terrible. So so terrible. I thought
1: Dennis Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I I, I, even some Monday Night Football.
2: I also didn't. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like Hornheiser. Jaws. You don't like Jaws. I don't like Jaws a whole lot. Uh, but Gruden, at least, you know, he does sometimes say he says some. He's Madden. He's kind of yeah. The new he's a lot
1: like Madden. I'd like. I'd rather have him in the Madden video game than Phil Sims Oh, I totally would. I say hate him. Phil Sims. Did you ever read the article when he was he was talking shit about Peyton Manning and Manning had zero press conferences. It was all during the off season and it was all it was during the uh, for his rehab and everything. Mm-hmm. And Phil Simms said something about how Peyton Manning would never let the Colts draft Andrew Luck, and then he felt bad, so he texts Peyton and he's like, "Hey, sorry to bring you in there like that." And Peyton's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, on my show." Such and such and such and such. I was just saying, you know, I brought you up about this. He's like, Well, Phil, I'd hate to break it to you, but I don't watch your show. <laughs> and I tell you what, Phil, a lot of people, a lot of other people don't watch your show. <laughs> and then he had a press conference and he just destroyed Phil Sims in this press conference. And I'm like, I love Peyton Manning. Like, he's like, because you can't, what Phil Sims, it's just, Phil Sims is just more focused on. Like propagating himself as a personality in football, yeah. Sure. Then actually caring about football, which is why I don't like John Gruden as a coach. But he is actually he's a good human being. I mean, he's yeah, not yeah. like a piece of shit. Human yeah,
0: being. I I read his book and I, I read his book. I was a, a big fan of his because he played for uh, or he helped coach UD. Oh, okay, yeah. He's from yeah, where's he, he from? Or he, no, I, th- I think he played for UD, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's from um, I think he. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We could Google it, but everybody, you can Google you it. Google it. Google yeah. where John Gruden's from. But <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I, I like Chucky man. At first, I, I liked yeah. him, but you're you're right. Like a lot of te- a lot of sports personalities in general, like sometimes man, they can be. Like they have the biggest egos. Yeah,
1: that's what I like about Ross Tucker. Like what we were talking about. Yeah. Like you're the only other person I met that listens to that podcast, and I got him <laughs> I, to start listening I to, listen
2: it. to it. All yeah,
1: day. I got him. He's just so funny. And like, if it's just Matt Williamson, we're talking State about farm, uh, football State today. State farm. State, State yeah. farm.
2: State like, farm. and the thing
1: is too, like if you listen to all the other podcasts, like Jay Soderberg really doesn't do anything or say anything, right? But Jay, they make a point to have. The above-average fans make picks with them, yeah, and they actually let him make his opinion. He always reads stats, and they just always say, "Wow, Jay, that's really dumb." And they're like, they're intentionally just assholes to him. But it's like all out of good fun, and uh, you can hear the love when they do it. Yeah, you can hear the love. It's not, and like when Ross Tucker like criticizes a player, he does it based on their work ethic. Yeah, that's what I love. He doesn't do it based on like he's made bad decisions or anything. He doesn't judge him. He judges him for. How he is, like, that's his biggest criticism of Cam Newton is that, I mean, Cam Newton apparently doesn't put in the work anymore yeah. to play football or, like, to, to be, like, the studious quarterback. And
2: Now, my question is, because you do, you know, you do your coaching and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah, I, I coach. I just so if you listen to this
0: and you, you don't know, I, I, I coach fourth grade youth football. And I, I hated football growing up. I never played. Really? Yeah, yeah back in 92, uh, m- uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, my wife, she uh, she invited me to a Super Bowl party with her. And I was like, I don't want to go watch football. <laughs> and uh, she allegedly informed me that the person <laughs> going, boyfriend would have uh, cannabis. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
2: and, uh,
0: so I went and I got... Uh, I got pretty baked, and I was watching the Cowboys beat the Bills in their first Super Bowl in oh. the 90s, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, man. <laughs> it, it, so after that, I went out and I got Madden, uh, and I got Madden every year up until this year, and, and the only reason I didn't get it is because I just don't have the time. You're not missing it out. Really, it's not good. No. this year? You know,
2: I I've gotten a lot of Madden. I love my Madden, um, but to be honest, I I have moved N- on NCAA. to NCAA now. This NCAA. This dude's in leagues.
1: Any like is like. I I, I, I I gotta go. I gotta go recruit some players. It's
2: I'm uh, that's like, it's what so I was doing crazy. When you got here, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, I'm I'm in a couple of leagues. I only do uh, one of them's pretty hardcore. Every uh, 48 hours the week advances. Nice. I'm in it with nine other guys. And they're all per- really, really fucking cutthroat. They're so cutthroat that um, if they've hit their maximum amount of recruits in terms of how many they can get and there's still time left, mm-hmm. they'll find out who other people are recruiting. And then because you get the option where you can compare your school to somebody else's school. And if that school is like way, let's say their, their education programs like fucking down the toilet, you know. <laughs> Um, like they'll teach you, you know, how to tie your shoes, <laughs> something like that, and get some Velcro, you know, Uh if it's something like that. And you are a a really, really, really good school. You can just shit all over them, and that recruit's like, why the fuck do I want to go there? They are fucking awful. Um, So we'll go out. We'll find guys who are trying to recruit somebody. We have no chance of getting them ourselves. We're just going to try to cock block them so the computer on another team gets that good player. My goodness, that is that is
0: it's Magic so the Gathering
2: for football. Oh, did
0: you play Magic the Gathering? No, but we but, did. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude, but, but I've
2: got a bad OCD problem. There's a couple of things I, I never played Warcraft because I knew that would be like crack for me. I would not be able to get away. Never touched it. Don't want to. Sure. Well, have so you guys been you gamers your whole
1: life? Uh, I have. Yes. You're about yeah. to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I'm it. sorry.
0: But like like. The whole fantasy football, the whole oh, I'm in the playing leagues. NCAA and playing in leagues, yeah. like I, I love all that, dude. And I think, I think it, it feeds within us this imagination of us p- being part of that. It's, it's just you're fun. Part, to you're talk the shit. Yeah. Like that's it's the awesome. funnest
1: thing is to talk shit to really like your friends. Like yeah. to talk shit to your friends and just be like, my dad is the is a notorious fantasy troll. Yeah. And I got him in this
2: league. He, he trolls and he people. he just talks so much shit. shit. Um, like,
1: my dad, he gets on Facebook. And... Because we, we kind of have a trolling humor, too. Like, we'll we'll let you in on something really funny that Jason and us are cooking up. Yeah. Which we're not going to say because it's top secret. But it's totally a troll move. It's All right. just
2: totally. it's, Yeah.
1: But so my dad will, like, get on Facebook. And he just will talk shit to, like, random people. We'll start this, like, this Facebook battle. Like, like he...
2: We have this. Well, it's not random people. What it'll be is it'll be like a cousin or something like that. It's one of those things. This girl loves pit bulls, Uh and so dad gets sick of it. So
1: dad just starts spamming all these articles about how pit bulls have killed children, like just to try to like piss this lady off, like just to piss off her cousin. And then he does it on my wall, and then my friends come out. And my dad just goes crazy with it, and all these yeah. people are getting so pissed at my dad. But anyway, well, sorry.
2: it's it's what he does is he he'll start being absurd with it, like yeah. so so over the top absurd that there's no way you can actually believe like his argument that he's making is serious. Eventually, <laughs> like eventually they just realize you're fucking with me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah,
0: there, there, there's an art to to being a troll, and he, even <laughs> yeah. myself, like I, I have a lot of dumbass family members and a lot of dumbass people that i know that post on facebook yeah and there's certain times where like i feel like being sarcastic and so i'll put up a sarcastic comment where they take it like you can't read sarcasm on on no inflection whiting like there's no there's no uh body language that you're looking at so a lot of times people like it's almost like i'm putting out a fishing pole to try and see if i can snag you in and if i can snag you in where you start throwing (laughs) all these misinformation at me especially especially about cannabis if somebody's posting some negative stuff like i love to troll that and then use facts to to blow them away or try to like i did it with religion like a lot of a lot of my family members are very right-wing republicans yeah and some of the stuff they'll post man is so negative and nasty and so i'll it'll be like um real patriotic like <laughs> something like that and i'll, I'll be like you know i don't or be against using tax dollars for for helping poor people yeah and whether I whether how i view about the welfare system or not i love to fuck with them by <laughs> yeah by saying so you don't support that, but you, you support, like, all this money going to defense to bomb other countries and because a lot of them are super patriotic, and they don't know why they're super patriotic. It's just what they've been taught to be, like, they, not to think about it, but just wear the flag. It's like the people who wear the flag, hold up the cross, and they don't know the meaning behind what's going on. Like, they... Uh, Have you seen Kevin Pereira's picture where he's holding the cross with a a flag and it's got the eagle on it? Yeah. It's it's like the most American thing you could possibly imagine. Stephen Colbert apple pie. There's there's a sense of nationalism. nationalism, (laughs) Nationalism isn't such a bad thing when it comes to us coming together to help one another, but when it comes to us. Hating and killing people Yeah, like dropping, people. dropping bombs from
1: drones Yeah Screw them, they're not us Yeah,
0: I, uh, I like to fuck with birthers Like
1: all the yeah. birther people who are like Obama's not even a citizen It's like, well I mean, it's just kind of like what we were talking about football Like, don't attack him I mean, here's the deal Whether I mean, personally, I saw his birth certificate And I, from what I've heard, it does look pretty photoshopped But the bottom line is is We are all immigrants to this country yeah. At one point and that, to me, doesn't really matter. It's can you get the job done? That's it. So attacked people for – so I got in arguments. I wasn't really in argument. It was just a guy was just saying like he was loving on Donald Trump's nuts about how he was having the school thing. And I'm like, well, look, man, you can't even – my dad couldn't even – like he went to the University of Toledo and I was going there to try to like figure out how much money he owed to like help me with my school. Sure. And they couldn't tell him because I, they couldn't even tell him I was a student there. Because I didn't sign off saying he could He could know Wow. Yeah and so that's like the law So they're all trying to make this big deal about it And I'm like well this is why I don't like Obama and I go through like all these Civil liberties that he's infringed on sure. And then the guy like Even though we both don't Aren't happy with him as a president The guy's like well if he's not secretive Then it must be easy for you to find this information I'm like <laughs> I just listed Why I don't like this guy as a president Man like well, what's your disconnection? It's just the distraction, and it's just that it's it's, uh, it's there's so much noise that they can't really hear or see what's going on.
0: Sure, I mean th- things 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 become an echo chamber at some at at certain points, and uh, especially when you're dealing with with certain issues, you know, politics, religion, or whatever. But but uh, so what team to get off a of serious note? Like what? So what teams? What college teams do you guys support?
2: So uh, I see it kind of as like the minor league teams yeah. for the NFL. I love the NFL. Sure, I really love it. Um, we we just mostly just pull for the Big Ten. Although we'll we'll watch different good games. Be-
0: yeah, because you guys are in Columbus. You. Ohio State fans? Uh, f- yes, Yeah.
2: <laughs> you don't sound convinced. We well, we grew up in Toledo, and Toledo is—I think we were more of Ohio State fans there, though. Just we because were. There's a real rivalry.
1: There, there was an insane fucking Columbus Ohio yeah, State fans,
2: but it, it's every other way. Yeah, but he, <laughs> there's a lot of insane OSU fans. I
1: mean, there, I, there are at every school. I like every Urban college, Meyer. But, yeah, I'm yeah. a fan of Urban
2: Meyer. Yeah, he. Uh, I I was at Bowling Green when. Uh, they were the second worst team in all of NCAA football.
1: Do you remember what you guys were saying when they installed the lights on the field? You're like, great. Now we can go watch them lose at night. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then urban Meyer
2: takes over. He takes over and and they win the Mac. They go, they're in the top 25. They played OSU. I think even at one point, and it was, uh, you know, they lost, of course, but it was at least like, wow, holy shit. You know, I can't believe that he's taken a bunch of fucking losers and turned it around that quick. For sure. Um, then he went out and he did the same thing out west. He went down to Florida, did the same thing. Now he's here. I mean... I, I'm I, glad, too. I think he's a good coach, and I like that he doesn't... Uh, he, 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 I mean, if, if he's like, well, I got in here and the offensive line was fat and out of shape... Uh, <laughs> like yeah. he 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 doesn't pull back any punches but he totally boosts up his players you know he he, he strives for perfection with them and
1: he wasn't yeah. like Rich Rodriguez at Michigan either yeah like Rich Rodriguez just would trash players in press conferences after the game, and he Urban, didn't do it in like a in a in a coaching way. Was and it wasn't constructive.
2: Yeah, Urban yeah. Meyer, he's got that real coach. Like uh, Jim Trestle was trying to be like a, a father, friend, uncle to these guys. I, think. I was sick of Jim Trestle. I like Jim, Jim. Tressel. Like I, I him like as him as a
1: person, but he just uh, he was too conservative. Um, real quick, we're at an hour and two minutes. Should we? You guys think we should wrap this up? Sure. With that, yeah, yeah. Let me kind of get ready for. Well, we
0: t- for should we tell them what's going on yeah. tonight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for for tonight, we we're going to see the Death Squad Ohio Columbus show, which everybody's looking forward to. It. It's oh, going to be a party. It's, great. it's. I mean, Death Squad. If you guys don't know what Death Squad is, Death Squad started out as this community of comics that uh consist of joe rogan and his his friends and uh he would take these guys on tour and and all of a sudden back in 2010 rogan put out a podcast and then brian started the Death, death squad podcast network but death squad is not the podcast network it's the community of comedians and Fans. Yeah. And not even fans, man. We, we become it's, friends with a lot yeah, of these yeah. guys because we tweet to them. And They're nice guys. have access. Yeah.
2: It's, it's almost like internet friends. Yeah. yeah. Joey Diaz. Joey, Joey Diaz, Diaz is so cool. Yeah. He is one of the nicest guys. Yeah. And it's so funny because he, he seems so abrasive sure. sometimes in some of the uh, podcasts. That guy is just uh, full of love. He yeah. is just full of love. Right.
0: He's intense. He is, man. Yeah. He is. But we're going to go see. They're touring today. And Tom Segura, who started out with Your Mom's House podcast on the Inspired or on um, the Death Squad podcast network and moved on. Him, Red Band, Tony Hinchcliffe, and. The great Doug, Doug Benson, Benson, man, super high me.
2: Everybody needs to watch. Yes, the greatest movie ever rolled. He's yeah. just coming out with. He, he uh, Doug loves movies. This is a podcast. Yep. The go, Doug go
1: check it out. The Doug Benson interruptions on Netflix.
2: That's mm-hmm. a decently. That's
1: it's it's a different. I like it. I'm it's really excited
2: to see all these guys. Yeah, As me for too. Any of sure. them? Uh, any of them? They're they're really great. Yeah,
1: yeah. So well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you. Izzy Rock for being the Izzy Rock. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at follow him at
2: the Izzy Rock. One of the, All the nicest people.
1: guys. Yeah, it's T H uh, E I Z Z Y Y R O C K.
0: That's right.
1: And also Listen uh, to check out podcast. the Inspired
0: Disorder Collective on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, it's a plethora of podcasts that that to be honest with you, listening to you gentlemen, and I think. You should probably submit your podcast to the Inspired Disorder Collective because I see that you have thoughts and you have intelligent conversation and I'm sure your podcast would not sound like other podcasts. That here's two more people from uh, a community that started and it, uh, their, their setup is pretty much the same as mine, so the quality is going to be right there. So. Just to pretty awesome that yeah.
1: out there. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good idea. Make
2: sure, please, make sure you check out Izzy's podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, it's
1: Tales from the Hard Side. It's really it's,
2: good. It's a great one. Yeah,
1: and it, it if it really wasn't isn't. for Izzy, we probably wouldn't have ever gotten this podcast. Well, if it, for it wasn't
2: all. for Izzy, there's a lot of people out there who wouldn't have started their stuff. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the grandfather of a lot of the the Ohio death squad guys. I say he's, he's delivering he's, us in a podcast therapy. Yeah, yes, is. It is therapy. It, it, is it therapy.
1: really is therapy. Like I was really like why I wanted to
0: get this role now is just cause I have so much time. Sure. Oh, also on the block with Scott Nizzy. um, we, we've submitted it to iTunes. It's my other podcast. I do with my neighbor. Um, that's awesome. awesome. So that, that's out there. And, uh, yeah. Follow us on
1: Twitter too. Yeah. Um, I'm at Drew Sample, and I'm at Clever (laughs) Wes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you, and thanks for everything. Bye.